It's Monday. You know what that means. Welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Sell's living legend, Mike Weeble. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our 2020 year in review show. And it couldn't leave without kicking us in the dick once more. We couldn't. We, we were gone for two weeks. A week, actually. <laughs> Just a week. We were gone for one week because of the holidays. 2020 thought, hey, fuck you one more time. <laughs> yeah, it did. As we found out that... On the 26th. On the 26th, that uh, Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper in WWE, passed away. Yeah. Unexpectedly is an understatement. They had kept it successfully under wraps since... Um, Mid-October, mm-hmm. the things were bad and steadily getting worse. The family didn't want it out. Um, they, the people in AEW who did know, um, nobody said a word, which is, is a first for That's this business. Shocking. Shows the respect and love they had for the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one sucked. Yeah. This one hit me very hard. As um, one, I had been a big Luke Harper fan for years. I, I knew him as Brody Lee on the Indies before WWE, so I was a big fan. But that's honestly probably not what hit me hard. What hit me hard is the fact that at 41, he was only a year older than I was, in infinitely better shape, and also had two young kids like I do. Mm-hmm. And just the parallels hit me hard. I was like, Jesus, if it could happen to him, you know, I mean, to pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, he's my age and, and passes away earlier this year. My sister, two years younger than me, passed away. So I think it all was just like, Jesus, man, I think I've, I think it hit me hard because I've learned what I already knew, but you don't really take into account. And that is, life is precious and at any moment can change just like that. So that's what hit me pretty hard. Um, And then the outpouring of of love and stories uh, on Twitter. That's all I did Saturday. Yeah. The day that I once, uh, I think you texted Joe. Somebody texted. Yeah, he did. Because I was working. Uh, So at first I was like, Brody Lee. Oh, my God, Brody Lee. It took me a minute to click who it was. I I thought it was Brody King for like a second. So I don't know why. I just went. I spent most of Saturday just watching tributes mm-hmm. and yep. just like it, and uh, it wasn't like the um, not these aren't that's not the right that's not I don't know I want to word it differently. It's not the hollow uh, tributes a lot of people get where he was a hell of a hand, hell of a yeah. hand, funny in the locker room, made yeah. me laugh. It's, it wasn't a lot of there was some of that, but they were tied to. But also he was. Apparently, like, the world's greatest wrestling dad, like, in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Loved his, loved his family, loved his kids. It was the entire world room. Uh, both Big E and Rowan sharing the story of how he would say goodbye forever uh, every time he, you know, because they were travel buddies. Mm-hmm. Because to him, he wanted the, the two days at home to last forever. Yeah. And so, like, he would say goodbye forever. And uh, that stuff. It was, it was really fucking cool to read all of it it was it was sad because you realized why you were reading all of it yeah um 
But yeah, much like you, I was just glued to social media. Uh, I was Saturday. as well. Just I story after story, tears. I, I there was an onion. I cried a lot yeah. over this one. I'll be honest with you, because of the positive outpouring of emotion. I because it was Devin who texted us, and it was like six o'clock, and then from six o'clock p.m. to maybe eleven a.m. My Twitter feed was just all yeah. outpour. And mine was too, which is crazy because I don't follow a shit ton of wrestling people. Mm-hmm. And so like, I had a couple people who weren't even inside the wrestling bubble were, were, were tweeting about it. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs tweeted about it because that was his favorite team. Uh, Shiki. Shiki. Uh, Shiki. 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 Yep. tweeted about it. Um, there were, uh, well, of course, Funches. Ron yeah. Funches. There were a lot of non-wrestling people that knew him that yeah no it it shocked me because of all that and i remember i was working that's the day i had to work from open to close yeah uh so i i was sitting there and looked over briefly just to see the text and still had to work for like another two and a half hours so i couldn't get on social media right away but that was a long two hours like what the hell i couldn't even i'd already taken my last break so i didn't really know i couldn't even go on to read more like what the who the first thing I thought when I saw it, just Brody Lee died, was I thought, damn. Because, like I told you guys off air a couple days ago, yesterday, whatever it was, I had thought about him like the week before. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, damn, it's been a long time since we've seen Brody Lee. It just popped into my head while watching Dynamite. We brought it up on the podcast a couple weeks yeah. ago. Like, uh, it was one of those, like, if Brody Lee can ever get healthy, it'll yeah. be a big you know, boost to that roster. And I kind of just brushed it off thinking, eh, he's injured. He'll be back, you know. So then when I saw the text, I just thought, damn. You know, like, fuck. They, Tony Schiavone brought it up on his podcast, something to wrestle, wrestle with, that. Oh, uh, that's Bruce. Oh, shit. Uh, it's the Wabba one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I, it's, it's, I just listened to the uh, Pritchard one today with him bringing uh, Harper. Uh, with uh, What happened when? And he brings it up about how, um, you know, he was out to dinner with his wife and. Mass text, hey, Zoom call in three minutes. And that's never good. The you know, corporate ride, and they tell him, and then he brings up about how when he does the AEW unrestricted with Aubrey, that they interviewed him. And then the next day, he was life flighted to the her- airport. Like in October. So many questions that I don't care if we don't get answers to, honestly, because. It, I agree. Family and deserves to have it, their... The, the doucher for the PW uh, Torch got fired because good. he... he did Bruce a, Mitchell, that piece Bruce of Mitchell, shit. Bruce Mitchell, he did an article about how he's like, oh, he had COVID, they're covering it up, and she's a lying, you know, she's a lying... She's not no nurse, she's lying. And it then... Was, I read the article. That motherfucker... <laughs> I can't even put in words. Uh, you know who can? Jim Cornette. I'll, take, <laughs> I'll play the role of Devin this week. Jim Cornette <laughs> ripped him a fucking new one. Good. Uh, I mean, you know, he he lumped him in with all <laughs> wrestling journalists, uh, which is, you know, whatever. But, but in all fairness, he hates Bruce Mitchell. He does. Uh, and uh, this did not uh, hurt his cause. Uh, yeah. He ripped him a fucking new one. I was going to say, hey, look, another guy that Cornette was right about all along that nobody. And like, yeah. I, like, I like how people, because it was, was it Cornette on Twitter? It was because he's friends with Wade. Yeah. And I think he's friends with Meltzer. 
Cornette? No, not Cornette. Uh, he was. Mitchell. Mitchell. And, uh, yeah. and there were people like, so where's well, Meltzer just, here trying to defend him? You know, Wade I mean, just like, fired him, so he's probably not too friendly with him yeah. anymore. Um, but no, he got fired, and then he doubled down. He's like, yeah, yeah. he doubled he down. He's like, on his tweet going, okay, this sucks, but like, I know the truth, and or you know, I'm, I I stand by what I said. And you know what? No, no, I'm not even playing devil's advocate. Fuck you, Bruce. Yeah, I don't care if you're right or not. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. Enjoy unemployment. You fucking you know, piece you know, of shit. You know who's also now pulling that card out? Uh, one uh, Disco Inferno, as he is now. You should let everybody know. Just let everybody know. No, you should. No, you don't have to. The thing is with the Bruce Bruce Mitchell thing is he put the article out not having anybody above him since he, you know. It's uh, been 30 years. Yeah, he's like he, the, he has authority, so he put the article out without anybody ghost reading it. And two days, two days after the announcement of the passing, two days after the tribute. To be honest, Mr. President took that long. He made the article and then, oh, I stand by it. These are these are things of a grieving family should not have to put out to the to the internet the wrestling fans you know uh, no. so here's a side one AJ Gray AJ Gray an indie wrestler yeah. his grandfather who I think he lives with yep passed away mm-hmm. he goes on Twitter hey I'm taking some time off you know this got me hard first comment. Well, you probably killed him because you're going out to indie shows and bringing back the disease. Yeah, I don't read comments. Like, and he like then he did it. Then AJ Gray did a tweet. If I do something to my to myself tonight, it's your fault. I can't imagine a world without it now. But the only thing social media has honestly done is show you what trash people are it gave a voice to the people who were who don't deserve to have a voice to be honest little scared little chicken shits and i'm not gonna be hiding behind the keyboard but no it's people who have decided now that they don't have to have now that they're just sitting there that they have one the right to know everything about everybody and two the right to tell you how you should live your life, what you should do when they have no business, no place. Can't even manage their own fucking life. I don't feel bad for them. those well, people. You know, Fuck them. Somebody made a Twitter account for the kid. For the kid. Yeah. And then AW shut Twitter, that down real quick. It was like, they were like, if anybody makes an account with us, they come through us and we will promote that. If they're just showing up out of the blue going, I'm the son of Brody Lee. I'm negative one. I try not to. Yeah. I honestly try not to. But I can't help just hate. And I do mean hate the majority of human beings on this planet. Yep. Yep. You're not alone, brother. Dude. Every month of every year, I lose what... More of what little faith I have in the human race. And it's taken a hell of a beating the last two years. Throwing that out there. But it's getting worse and getting worse. People are sick. People are toxic. People are 
Entitled. That's the that's where everything gets me. They're entitled. Yeah. They think well, they're behind a keyboard, so they. Think I deserve entitled. to know everything. Yeah. First of all, if COVID wasn't a thing, you wouldn't even be wanting to know why he died. And you would, but you wouldn't be demanding with smugness the right to, to have it delivered to you. I don't care why he died. I care that a wife lost her husband and two children lost their father. Yeah, that's all I give that's, a fuck about. That's what I care about. Yeah, I don't give a shit why um, he died. As far as I'm concerned. During the initial statement, and I felt this was fine, and I felt they included it because there was a pandemic at the moment, that just to put people at ease, they just said it wasn't a COVID-19 He got issue. tested five times. And passed everyone. They're, they were negative. And then reports just came out that he needed a lung transplant, and his lungs were so bad that he, he couldn't... couldn't really, yeah, you know, it was a lost cause. Um... Yeah, so, look, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I'm certainly not smart enough to try to give you a diagnosis. My guess is if the lungs are that bad, it's usually cancer. That's a guess. Mm. I could be way off, and I'm not going to try to guess what it is because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Ooh. He's gone. They have to... F- That's the part that's saddest to me is that they, they have to find now a way to live their life without a key component of it. And that is an incredibly hard thing to do. Like, it's different uh, for somebody like myself whose father uh, chose not to be part of your life. Um, You deal with that. Mm -hmm. When it's taken from you, uh, you don't get a choice in that. It's it's not fair, and that sucks. That's going to be a long fucking road for them. Uh, They have clearly have an incredible support structure around them, which was evidenced by a show we'll get to later. But um, it's not going to be easy for them. Um, I feel bad for the smallest kid. At the age of three, odds are they're not going to remember a single thing about their dad. Nope. I mean, because he was gone so much. Yeah. He's been most of his life gone. And that's sad. As sad as it is for the older one, at least he'll have memories. Mm -hmm. Where the youngest one will not. And that sucks. And it, I feel bad for the for the widow, because both of them under their age of ten, there is a lot of raising left to do. A lot, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And it's a one person job now, at least for the foreseeable future. Who knows what the future holds? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Damn, that sucks. It is. I will say AEW is doing. I will say a phenomenal job taking care of the situ of the yes. situation. Giving the son a contract, a official <laughs> AEW contract. So when he becomes of age, he's only, he already has a contract signed. And I haven't heard anything, but you know damn well they are going to honor the contract Brody Lee had. Oh, without without just, question. And yeah. just pay out for the, however longer it is. Um, you said something to me off pod, Corey. Uh, the Chadwick Boseman, for me, hit weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like out of just an out of nowhere one uh, that sh- that hit me super hard and I couldn't even articulate why. You articulated why the Brody one hit you so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Little Database take it? He was bummed. This is one of the first ones I think of like people he grew up watching. Oh yeah, yeah. This is one of the first ones. Right? And from day one, has always loved the White family. Yeah, he was bummed. He. Um, he asked the questions like, I wonder why, I wonder how. 
but you know, never once demanded to know how. Mm-hmm. He didn't but, go to uh, his Facebook like, no. hey, I want to know yeah. now. He didn't demand to be given a copy of the medical record. Um, we talked. He was sad. He watched the uh, dynamite with me, and you know, got him a, you know a time or two as well. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I yeah yeah that's one of the ones. He uh, he's honoring him in his own way. He uh, for a long time he's had a hillbilly Jim action figure well. that is missing the overalls for some reason. Just Weird. has black like, black tights. Weird. Okay. That's how that's how he came. Checks he found out. it at Goodwill, but it's definitely Hillbilly Jim, right? Checks out. That looks close enough to Luke Harper. So Brody Lee has been like his action figure world champ since the day he died. And he's beating everybody left and right with his big boot and his yep, yep. lariat. That's, that's uh, awesome. So that's how he's been taking it. Yeah. Uh that's nice. Matches. Yeah. Like what type of match uh recommend matches for Mr. <sighs> um the, the Usos against Wyatt's Wyatt. Shield against, versus uh, Wyatt. Shields, Shield and Wyatt's uh, Usos against Harper and Rowan. Um, he had a really good match with John Cena on a Raw where he did the fucking Hurricane Rana, which I told you about before. Yes, I'm you like, did. Like, watch out. He'll do a Hurricane Rana. You're like, yeah, right. Um, on the Indies before, he had some fun matches with Eddie Kingston and Johnny Gargano and just the likes. I mean, he, he, he could work. He was a big guy who could work. He basically wrestled everybody of his era. Yeah. No, he did. Almost nobody. I mean, I was out of Japan. Him uh, and Cesaro had fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that and sucks. Then, uh, the dog collar match in AEW. The dog collar match, Darby which match. was impressive. I need to rewatch that, you know? it's That's impressive to have. Which, how sick he was. Which I thought was a pretty good dog collar match. It wasn't the greatest one I'd ever seen, but it was a damn good match. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the fact that he got to come here. And prove himself. Got a main event world title run with Moxley at that pay-per-view. Beat Cody for the TNT title. Got to be the leader of his own family, as it were. Mm. Proving um, proving Vince McMahon wrong, which is pretty much all he wanted to do. Like, proving you, know, you right. Yeah, and proving <laughs> me right. Because I said he could do this. Yeah. And he did. And I was super happy. Uh, he, plus, he did something... That nobody really gives him credit for until now because, you know, now they're looking at the totality of everything. He saved, like, seven careers. Yeah. When he came into AEW. Because he, did, he didn't have to do the Dark Order thing. He was a big enough star. He could have said, no, I'd rather do this over here. And they would have said yes. But he went ahead and did the Dark Order thing because he thought he could help them. He wanted to, you know, he, wanted, he knew Evil Uno and Stu Grayson from the Indies years yeah. back. He liked these young kids. He's like, all right, I can help these guys. Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, we'll do the Dark Order thing. So he saved seven careers that were fucking on life support. Remember the Dark Order before he showed up? Yeah. And to be honest, remember when he showed up, we were like, Ugh, all right. It's a weird fit. It's weird, but uh, he made it work, man. They did a tribute of the BTE. Being the Elite, which was so awesome. That was... I don't watch Being the Elite. No. I watched that one. I watched, uh, I watched that I've but seen But I watched it. that one. I don't watch Being the Elite, but I follow... Um, I don't know who it is, but somebody I follow on my Twitter feed, if there's funny Dark Order stuff on Being the Elite, will post it. So I've seen most of the Being the Elite, mm. the, the Dark Order stuff before, so it was fun to watch this. He's got two! He's packing He's heat! He's packing heat! 
Which is another Sell for fucking Sue! Which is another one for Vince, though. Because when he came in, he was definitely cosplaying Vince McMahon. Without question. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're eating before me? Yeah, you don't eat before me. You don't eat before me. You don't sneeze in my jar. You do not sneeze when I'm around. And I guess the rolled up papers and hitting things is a Vince thing, too. It's a Vince thing. So, he's packing heat! That's so funny. (laughs) Sell for Sue! Well, so we transitioned to us uh, crying for two hours. Oh my Wednesday. god, yes. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, let's go to what AEW did first. Mm-hmm. They did a tribute to one Brody Lee. So they had Brody Lee's son, Negative One, come up with all the matches. He helped. He helped. Yeah. So basically it was going to be every match included. It was a tag match and, and included a, a member order. of the Dark Order. Which is, which is cool shit. Because it would have been so easy to just do this and put all your best workers. Yeah. But you honored him with the people he helped build. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. And they have to become baby faces now. I yes. Mean, you cannot you have them as heels. <laughs> like, you just can't. Read the room, which I think they will. Another company might not have. Mm. This was awesome. Greatest tribute show I've ever seen. I agree. When you told me that, I was like, that is high price. Because, I mean, Eddie's was very good. Eddie's was... Eddie's is one of your all-time faves. Yep. This outdid it. They... Everybody on the show, you can you can just see they loved him so much. They cared. And they wanted to make sure that this was the greatest thing they could do. Mm-hmm. And it was. Uh, so the matches they, they did was Colt Cabana with the Young Bucks versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Uh, Ivor Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer dressed up as Luke Harper. Yep. Versus was awesome. Versus was awesome. Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. For, okay, first of all, when Eddie Kingston comes out and he says, I Brody, it. I love you, but you all ain't shit without him, and I'm going to kick your ass. That's yeah. so good, man. The <laughs> one, like, one which, guy. Yeah. So, which I thought was like, oh, that's the best heel moment of the night. Nope. 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 Next Not match. yet. <laughs> Next match. Hagman Page, uh, Silver, and Reynolds versus MJF. Santana and Ortiz. John Silver crushed it. I mean, he, more than anybody, I think understandably so, was struggling. Yeah. No. He uh, was in the one, the first match. Colt, every was, match, Colt was having trouble, too. Every yeah. match they had, the Dark Order come out first. The entire group comes out. But oh. Silver comes out last at the in the first time because he's heartbroken. Little things that I noticed. And everybody on this show was fucking awesome. My respect level for Hangman Page went up a little bit, too. He comes out first. Mm-hmm. He immediately signals for him to cut his music off and bring the Dark Order on. Dark Order music comes on. He stands there respectfully. He makes sure he pushes Silver and Reynolds first so they go into the ring first. He took a total backseat, made sure they were the focal point, yep. wanted everything to be about them. It was fucking awesome. And Silver wearing that outfit got me. Because yep. uh, that was the one Brody bought for him. For a skit they yep. were going to do on BTE that they never got to do. Him throwing the papers yep. was fucking awesome. <laughs> the Easter eggs in every match were fucking great. Uh, I can't remember which match it was, but somebody did the uh, the boot. Uh, or the clothesline, maybe. Whatever movie he used to do on the indies, I don't remember. Archer did the uh, and, uh, boot. Archer did the Apparently boot. people didn't notice it. And so people were like tagging the old videos of him doing it in the, in the spot. It was Archer, which yeah. was the boot. Because in the... Update the newest be being the elite. They do like a side by side of that, 
which is awesome. It's so cool, man. But um, so you had Eddie Kingston drop the like, "Hey, I love you, Brody," but <laughs> you guys ain't you shit, shit without, without me. That's awesome. MJF thought, "Hey, I got that. I'll that. I'm gonna yell at the kid. Oh Call him a fucking God. little prat and flip him off." Yep. Uh, as Mr. Uh, Shivani calls him an asshole, and he goes, "I don't care. It's gonna get bleeped." And it did because I watched I watched the tribute show two times. Yeah, because I was watching it because I wanted to know what they did in the Eastern time, but then Zen wanted to watch it, which I was going to watch it anyway. Again, they, they bleeped it. it the second time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he uh, the kid's rip- a worker, by the way. Yes, he uh, rips the uh, mask off the kid, spits on it, but the kid has a kendo stick and blasts MJF with it. Hold on, let me break this down <laughs> yeah, a little smoother because this kid's a worker. <laughs> yep. At eight years old, he doesn't look to the side. He nope. just puts his arm out and Angel's hands him the cane. He pulls it in like this without pulling it up so it's not readily super available, like apparent what's happening. Yep. And then he just cracks him and center in the head. And I was like, that's work. Yep. Like, um, that's, that's not an eight-year-old. That, that's, that's a fucking worker. I'll, I'll say, uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but after the show. Oh, yeah, I said it, yeah. The negative one starts attacking all the members of the Dark Order with the kendo stick. Fucking, I think it was Alan Angels tweeted out, like, yeah. he's worse on us than his dad ever was, as, he, as he's just beating the shit out of all of them with the kendo stick. Then he pins Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pins Adam Cole at the uh, New Year's party. MJF, man, A, number one heel in the business. That's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, and uh, no one else could have done that kind of spot. It had to be MJF. Yep. And... And they knew that. God, what an honor it had to be to do that. And yep. they knew that. Oh, my God, what an honor that had to be. Because, like, the thing is, he's probably a dick for real in real life. He seems but, like he's an absolute dick. But, but like, not to that level. Not to that level. God, what an honor um, to, to be in that spot. This, the reason I think this is the best tribute show of all time is Tony Khan. Uh, and I was, I read a thing. Tony Khan ripped up the original script for just what was the regular Dynamite on the 26th. Yeah. And he stayed up all night writing this tribute show. Yep. Coming up with all the little Easter eggs, all the little things. Because they did great of still weaving in current storylines, yeah. but not making it about the story. Exactly. Not, yeah. like, was, uh, go ahead. A little bit of it was canon, but you had no doubt this was all about that family. Yes. Because the next match was uh, Tay Conti and Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. But Anna after the Jay match, is, Anna Jay is another one that had a hard time keeping it together. Yeah, hard time. But after the match, uh, Britt Baker get, cuts a promo. She cuts and, that promo. Big rig. And then uh, a, tired of being rigged. Time to say. Some would say it was a big rig. Yeah, I was the entire winks. rig yeah. winks. But oh. then Thunder Rosa comes out and attacks Britt Baker, continuing that yeah. feud, mm-hmm. even though it's not the main thing. Uh, we had Team Taz versus Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10. And uh, this is the match that uh, Negative One wanted to pick. Yep. He was his three, three favorite, favorite workers. Um, 10 and him are going to be tag champs in 10 years. Yep. But yeah, they get uh, 10 gets the win. As he should have. What a moment for him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's the, And then, you know, I remember it means something, not just that he's Negative One's favorite wrestler, but I remember the original when he... F- came into the Dark Order, unlike the rest of them who was kind of like Brody's punching bag, he he went out and got number 10. He's like, you're the future. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that he's the one that's in this position now. Yeah. Um, so he becomes awesome. kind of the de facto leader then, and I would assume. In a way, you would yeah. think. Um, we, you know, we forgot at the end of the, was it the third match, 
is where Redbeard comes out. Yeah, to, uh, Redbeard. The uh, no, this the is first. A, no, it was the first. No, it was, time. It, was, it was earlier. Yeah, in the show. No, Redbeard comes out. No. Kim Taz. It was earlier. It was earlier. Oh no, no, yeah, it, it was, was the, the uh, Hangman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Redbeard, Eric Rowan. He comes. <laughs> Jericho called him Rowan, and which Dewey. could be pissy about, but <laughs> I don't. On. Come on. I and you know what they are good. Well, come on. They call they they well Jericho calls him Eric Rowan. Says they were tag team of the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, it's a, comp- they, call, it's a free they call him Luke Harper when uh, yeah. Archer's wearing the gear. This company like acknowledges the past and then moves on from it. You don't need yeah. to like dwell yeah. on it like TNA used to do. Ugh. But you don't need to fucking pretend it never happened like WWE. Yeah. So you then, just acknowledge it and move on. So then we weave in the current storyline with Team Taz surrounding the t- ring, and then Darby Allen and his dad Sting shows up and <laughs> <laughs> walks them off. Um, but then, uh, oh, then this last segment. Then the last oh, segment. It's Christ. Tony Khan, Cody brings out the mom and eleven, uh, negative one, and hands. They have the boots. They have his boots. They put it in the, the ring and the bandana. the bandana. The bandana broke me. Tony Khan says, "Uh, we're retiring the TV. This TV this title TV look." Title. And we're giving it to you. You're going to be the forever be the TV champion, T- TNT champion. And so TNT is going to redo the belt, a different version, different, different version look, of the belt, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, geez, I mean, they only debuted it six months ago, so to be to be already doing it for this, it's, pretty, it's cool, yeah. and it's a good. I told you guys this yesterday, and I feel even more now. The whole weekend, but specifically this two hours, it was about Brody Lee, yeah. It was about that kid. Yeah. It was about giving that kid as good of a weekend as you could possibly fucking give him. They they took him to the Jags game, gave him, like, owner's box stuff, and he was just... They tried to make sure he had the absolute time of his life. Like, try and get it off his mind. You know? Every, every worker in the company, and including some others, put him over. Mm-hmm. Which I love, because, you know, some fans... Suck. Oh, wow. Uh, some guy was trying to be a snarky yeah. ass. It's like, oh, so uh, the ratings in your company sure fucking matter when a kid beats all your roster over the weekend. <sighs> to which Tony Khan replied with, you're an ass, but fine. They were unsanctioned matches. Yeah. <laughs> so, Such a dick. Right. So we have that moment, and throughout the whole night, we had tributes. Like, uh, Moxley did one. Really good. Darby Allen talked about how Brody Lee was the one he wanted to fight. Again, Kingston broke me. Kingston. He broke me. Broke, yeah. Mine was the ref. Yeah, because yeah. those guys went way back. Uh, Kingston, Holy though. God, you know, dude, that ref. A lot of, uh, you're, he's not gone if you don't forget him. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot so of men true. don't stay around and work for their family, and your dad did. You he know, broke like, me. yeah, that. Um, I mean, I broke like 15 fucking times oh, I was on this mess. show. There I was, was a mess. I was uh, an absolute mess watching they had this like show. A, they had a montage of like, I think Daniels did one. Kaz did one on line. Online. Um, Jericho did one on. Jericho did one. His dog, which is an asshole and don't like anybody, like Brody. But Which will tell you a lot. That's true with dogs, yeah. man. <laughs> they, oh, they, yeah. Uh, they I've, know I've, what's I've up. had some dogs and people walk in. They just bark the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then they, um, the ref... Um, but then they did a montage music video, "Old 55" by Tom Waits, and this is why, like, watching this, I gain so much respect for AEW, a lot more, 
because of the fact that they don't care what business you are. They're doing photos of Brody Lee's friends. Yeah, there was the Big Wyatt, E, the, Big e. The, the locker room from uh, a tour. Yeah, with the blue Carper shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rollins, Lynch. Yeah, no, it didn't matter. It's they don't care. People who loved him. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure he'd love doing that. Um, no, it's awesome because it's it was genuine. And I think <laughs> we've seen so much disingenuity in this business <laughs> that it was it was nice to see some genuine it was a fun it it was a f- not i'll say fun it was a it was a nice two hour show that even though there was something sad it it was, it was sad it was, but it was, felt good it was, it was, good it was done what it, what especially got I mean, why it got to me so bad was before i watched the stream i watched it the next day before i watched this tribute show I watched the Nitro, where <laughs> Bret Hart and Chris Benoit had an Owen Hart trivia match. Oh God! It was a rough like Oof. three hours. <laughs> I'll tell you, it didn't take me much time at all. Like I said, they were halfway through the first match, and I was already online ordering my Brody Lee shirt because I was like, you know, I'm buying one yeah. once we're done recording. <laughs> it just, I had to. Yeah. Um, like CM Punk. And Foley. Foley. Yep. It, whatever you buy their shirts, all proceeds go to them. And it, it was cool to see on Twitter that you can tell everybody was watching AEW. I don't know the ratings for the TV shows. never came. I've never saw, didn't see them this week. I can't, it came out, but nobody talked about it because it wasn't important. It's a real what the ratings yeah. were. But no, was, no, like, I don't care for the ratings. But yeah. it's just like Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. Like all the big names in WWE right now are like, he should I, feel good. I watch AEW. I'll well, say I mean, this. He should feel good because it was 977,000. It's the closest they've come to a million since the first episode. Um, you had Stephanie McMahon tweeting R.A.P. Brody Lee. Yep. Which brings me to the next thing real quick. I, that, was, that, was my, okay. that was my segue to dumb fans. A lot of dumb fans griping and moaning that WWE didn't do more to honor him. He, they, put a, they put it in memory of in front of NXT Raw and SmackDown. Which is what they do for Every single person. They had a best of Luke Harper up on the network an hour or two after it was announced he passed away. Uh Uh-huh. And it came out, and they had wrestlers talk about him on Raw Talk. Yep. But it it came out, and this makes perfect sense to me. They were waiting for AEW Mm -hmm. to do their tribute, because that's the company he works for. for. That's the company that that, is being hit hard by this right now. Um, So they waited. They, They didn't try to take any... Oh, Victor, oh, oh, look what we did. Uh, we did it first. They sat back and, like, you know, let them do their thing. And then they honored him in their own way, which was perfectly fine. I don't have any issues Same. with the way WWE like, handled this. He didn't work for them. It's, he wasn't with them. I don't. I think the point was, well, he was there for a fucking decade, and all you do is real quick in memory of. Or, they, yeah. Like, so not to That's be a callous dick, but he also wasn't The Rock, right? He That's wasn't this, like. You know, generational talent for them. I think that's the problem. Is that it's they? That's not what they care about. It was the fact that he was so loved by everybody he worked with and everybody in the company. Eight, that eight, this was more important than someone like The Rock in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, AEW made sure to make it feel like it was The Rock. Yeah, yeah. To that company, to, to, to them. That, well, because I would say for the nine months he was there, he was a bigger deal there than he ever was in WWE. Yeah, 
Yeah. It made at it points, yes. Made more. So I mean, then overall, I think it made, means more to them. Which leads me to to something completely off topic. I, mm. Nothing to do with this because I think we've we've actually covered this really well, and I'm proud of the work we just did on this. I found out the exact moment that Vince McMahon completely gave up on Luke Harper and just didn't have time for him anymore. And it astounded me. It was Arizona, that Worlds Collide thing. He had a match with Donovan Dijak, Dijakovic. Yeah. T-Bar. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking awesome, right? Everybody raved about it when it happened to the point where I made sure to go to the network and watch it. It was fucking amazing. There were agents talking about it. Vince saw it, hated it, and said, neither one of these guys are worth a shit. And you didn't see Tyler come back up until he had a fucking mask on his T-bar. And you never saw Harper on TV again. And it just, I I went back and watched the match again. And I was like, what the hell is he looking at? This was a fantastic fucking match. Two highly athletic big dudes killing it in front of 200 people in a goddamn access Thing. I mean, I, I I went to that. It was fun. I didn't want. I didn't see that. Of match. all the places to dog it and not try hard, these that guys that. fucking killed <laughs> no. it, and it killed their chances with him. Like it, I, I just don't. So, yeah, it's that's stupid as shit. Uh, but then Dodie on like the week this past weekend did their like eight minute video of wrestlers talking, and it was nice. Yeah, it was a nice video. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched it. It was a yeah. nice video. No complaints. No complaints. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. This is not about WWE versus AEW or anyone else. This was just. It's about John Huber getting the love for everybody that loved him. Who did. I think it was the big LG, but it might have been someone else. I apologize if it wasn't. But what it's about is on Twitter, one of the guys says, This is, the, this is about a good brother yeah. passing away. Yep. And us honoring him and his family. That's what this is. So, should I do the list? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just get that out of the way. Actually, can I see the list? Sure. Yeah. I'll bring up the ones like you said that, uh, yeah. Because some of them, hell, even I don't know, to be honest but with you. But I, I, I will just continue with this for a moment while you're looking that up. I, it was awesome to see in one shape or form, you know, you know them paying tribute to him on raw. Hey, you know, Hey, it's Monday. You know what that means from, uh, McIntyre, uh, did you discus, the discus lariat by almost everyone? Yeah. Did you see the promo by biggie on SmackDown? Biggie did a promo about how he's had fans come up to him from, uh, like from Amanda uh, Nolan, which is the wife and the littlest kid from Rochester. Yeah. From Rochester. That entire promo was a, was an Easter egg for Brody Lee. Yeah. It was fucking beautiful. Uh, but yeah, them doing all the line, uh, Natalia changing her, renaming her Lariat to like Brody Lee or something, like something close to that. Oh, I must say FTR has changed the name of their finisher. The, the Goodnight Express, what used to be the Trash Compact. What was it called? In, in um, I'm blanking what they used Whatever to call it. it. It's now officially called the Big Rig. Nice. Awesome. That is awesome. Nice. So, yeah, uh, as Corey gets this list, uh, I did uh, some homework. Uh, and in 2020, as best I could find, there were 49 wrestlers or wrestling-adjacent personalities who we lost. 
That's 49. And we're not in... I, I even... Nine. As you did that, I was looking up, like, bigger names outside the world of wrestling. Yeah. You have Kobe Bryant. Sean Connery. Uh, one of the guys on our list. And much, much more. So, Corey, you want to break down yeah. who we lost? Uh, this isn't the complete list. Uh, no disrespect to those I'm yeah. not going to name. Uh, but it's we wouldn't be able to do you justice. Yeah. And I don't want to disrespect anybody. Alex Trebek, of course, the guest, one of the guests uh, hosted mm-hmm. WrestleMania 7. Mm-hmm. Longtime fixture of Jeopardy. I wonder... Who's going to be the co- the host permanent? Uh, so uh, this week they're al- they're airing his final episodes. Yeah, it's this week, and the immediate future Ken Jennings is the guest host, which has been divisive. You know, he's, um, the, mo- he's the he's the guest most anonymous with the, with the show, man. It's, I have no problem with it. I honestly kind of feel like it shouldn't go on. I got to be honest. I kind of feel like it shouldn't. Happen. It's one of those shows where you really can't see anybody else hosting it, even though it did have a different host at the very beginning. For sure, for sure. But I he mean, did if, for, he did it for thirty-five years. Eighty-four. It's longer than I've been alive. Yeah. So nineteen eighty-four, he started doing that. Um, I, I kind of feel like I should just kind of go away. You're not wrong. I think as a as a as a society, uh, we have a hard time getting rid of entertainment things that maybe we do. Should. I mean, we see TV shows go on for twenty, thirty years now, when when they probably should have just yeah. stopped decades ago. Um, and this is no different. Jeopardy should probably die with him. That's a personal opinion. but And I do like Jeopardy. I like me some Jeopardy. It's oh, a fun Jeopardy's show. Jeopardy's a good show, man. Bullet Bob Armstrong. We talk about B.A. and the Road Dog on the Monday Night War Stories. Available here at NoSellerEntertainment.com. There it is. This is their dad. Great promo. Wonderful wrestler. Wonderful man from all accounts and purposes. John Huber. Brody Lee, we just talked about in uh, Mass. Danny Havoc, gar- indie uh, deathmatch wrestler. We watched his tribute show over the summer. Yes, mm-hmm. we did. The incomparable uh, Danny Hodge. Who died hours before Brody Lee. That same that day started in the morning with JR tweeting that Danny Hodge died. But unfortunately, due to the fact that he was old, he was in yeah. his 80s, and that the Brody Lee thing came out of nowhere, he unfortunately kind of got lost in the shuffle. It reminds me of the uh, Farrah Fawcett, Michael Jackson thing. Yep. She died the exact same day. But nobody remembers that. Danny Hodge. Uh, yeah. Tough bastard. <laughs> Tough bastard. Could, could squash an apple with one hand. Um, infamously. Was an Olympic uh, level athlete in wrestling and boxing. Mm-hmm. That should be impossible. The amount of dedication you have to put to each one. That is, uh, well, MMA, folks, is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, my favorite Danny Hodge story comes from a car accident. Okay. Where he broke his neck. And he, he ended up in, the, in a river. Mm-hmm. The car went over a cliff and into the river. He broke his neck and got out of the car and with one arm held his neck in place while swimming to the shore to go and get himself some help. It's insane. I had to read that story three times. It's insane. Dick Steinborn, another old-time wrestler, legend mm-hmm. of the, the 40s, 50s. <sighs> this one's sad. Hanakamura. Yeah. Young Joshi wrestler who was, uh, well, let's put it positive, cyberbullied into suicide. Uh, we talked about her when it happened, mm-hmm. uh, I believe in May. 
Um, Truly sad. So please go back and listen to that. Uh, and fuck cyberbullies. Yeah, they're the worst. I mean, Howard Finkel, the incomparable Fink. The greatest ring announcer of all time. Easily. There is no competition. There's not even a second place. No. Um, nothing will, will outdo and new. That's why the big LG will, does it, man. Uh, or did it. He doesn't do yep. it anymore. But that's why the big LG did it. It's, it. It would send chills down your spine. It's the best, man. Mr. Wrestling 2, the incomparable Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, another legend. Kamala. A legend. Couldn't work for shit. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, got the gimmick, Kamala, because Jerry Lawler, uh, Jerry Jarrett signed the guy because he's big yep. and asked Lawler how the first night went, and Lawler said, that guy can't wrestle a fucking lick. We're going to have to do something with him. And Lawler came up with the Kamala gimmick to hide the fact that this guy literally couldn't even punch. He would just do those karate chops and kicks. He's like Owen Hart's favorite wrestler. Right. <laughs> uh, this one we just talked about last week, uh, last yeah. show we did, Kevin Green. What a fucking week. Yeah, Jesus. Right? La Parca, the second La Parca. The second La Parca, yeah. Um, and I thought it was classy when L.A. Park. Everybody was clamoring, are you going to go back to being La Parca again? He's oh. like, uh, no. no. He, he will forever be La Parca. Yeah. I'm L.A. Park. It's fine. Hmm. I don't need to. I mean, right down my wheelhouse here, Little Richard, another. What's my seven still, I believe, right? Ten. 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 Ten, ten. ten. You know, one of the great uh, rock and rollers of all time mm-hmm. in the 50s. Hell, hell fucking created a lot of it. Mark Rocco. Uh, rollerball Mark Rocco, a great British wrestler. I'm very familiar with him. <laughs> the original Black Tiger yeah. uh, in Japan. God, he was good. Pampuro Furpo, the wild bull of the pompous. Um, great name, just first of all. So awesome. And the look, the crazy hair. The That's a great s- name. The eyebrows. and the Oh, he was fantastic in the 60s. Drew money everywhere. Houston, Detroit. He was a big deal. Pat Patterson. You know, another one recently. I mean, Jesus, dude. That uh, was like a month ago. Maybe one of the two or three greatest minds in the business ever. Who would you put with him in that, with him? Like, who, like maybe not as better, but as good. Uh, oh, what's up? Mike Graham. Not Mike Graham. Uh, Mike Graham's dad. Uh, there's so many Grahams in the wrestling business. He was, he ran Florida. Um, uh, Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham is another one of the greatest minds in the history of the business. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, who learned from mm-hmm. Eddie Graham, um, is, uh, is up there as well. Those guys just had a great mind for vision. And then, it, like him or not, Vince McMahon. I mean, at all a the time, things, all the things he's done to get it to where it is. I mean, it's not, it's not an accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Puppet. I, <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I guess his best-known thing was either pulling a gun on Jeff Jarrett on TNA pay-per-view or standing inside a garbage can masturbating while be cutting a promo on TNA pay-per-view. <laughs> take your, Go take, watch TNA pay-per-view, folks. <laughs> take your pick. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's beautiful. Regis Philbin. WrestleMania yep. 7 again. Yep. Big fan of wrestling throughout the years. So Always had weird. guys... You want to be you want to be depressed. Go back and look at all the people, referees, uh, wrestlers, announcers, and celebrities that are all dead from WrestleMania Seven. It's truly depressing. 
I think it's over two thirds of the oh, of their people. Rip Oliver, Super Ninja. Yeah. I feel bad for him for that. Real quick story. Uh, WWE just signed people from territories just to fuck with the territories. Yeah. He was a good wrestler, and they brought him in to work in '88. He left Portland to go to the WWE. Only gets one shot in WWE. They put him in a black outfit, head to toe. Call him Super Ninja and have Warrior demolish him on a Saturday Night's main event in like a minute. And that's all they did with him. So uh, who would he wrestle <coughs> in Portland, Corey? Who would he? Yeah. Oh, him and Billy Jack Haynes had a huge feud. Um, he, was a member, he was the leader of a group called The Clan. Not the, Hello. Not the kind of clan you're Hulk Hogan, thinking. coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> not that kind of clan. Okay. It was just a group called The Clan. Okay. And uh, he was the... the he was the main heel in between Buddy Rose and the Grappler. Those eras. Road Warrior Animal. Yeah. Simply put, one of the two of the greatest, not in-ring work, but the most important tag team of all time. That's fair. The two that... Put tag team wrestling kind of on yeah, mainstream? Yeah. Would it, you say? Yes. They most certainly did. Um, like I said, not the greatest workers. Yeah. But definitely the most important tag team of all time. Um, that's a sad one. Uh, the Rocky Johnson. The Rock's father. Um, whew, you can go either way on him, depending on uh, who you talk to, but uh, one legend. Uh, a guy who you would think it's too late, but in the 70s, actually still broke a lot of barriers in wrestling for being an African-American athlete. Yep. You would think by the 70s that would have been pretty much all done. Nah. No. Well, I mean, when did uh, Ron Simmons win that title? 92. There it is. Point. So not so much. Uh, this one's heartbreaking as well. Shad Gaspard. Yeah. Uh, we all know drowning. Um, saved the life of his child. Yep. And literally sacrificed his own to do it. If that's not oh, a real, if that's oh, not a real man. God, man. The, the photo people were posting. Of him and Brody him together? Him and Brody a couple Dog. years ago. And it's just like, it's just, God damn. Uh. He was younger than Brody, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of respect for him. That's everything that a father should be. Yep. And I guarantee, I mean, I'd like to think in that situation I would do the same thing. Well, I have no doubt, sir. That's what you think. Steve Casey, we talked about this not too long ago, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy in the Texas area, did okay. <laughs> for some reason, wrestled Lex Luger on a Clash of the Champions and went like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> WCW. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> wow, you really did include everybody. Cy Sperling, hair club for men. He was at WrestleMania 10, gave the Fink a wig. Yeah. Killer Brooks, Keith Lee's trainer, and uh, one ugly son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. Um, you really don't get much scuzzier ugly looking than that motherfucker. <laughs> but good territory heel in the 80s. And he gave us Keith Lee, so you know. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, Zeus, tiny Lister, man. Very recently. <laughs> It's funny that everywhere he you know he only did that but that shit was 89. 89. And everywhere you look it'll still say actor slash wrestler. Slash wrestler, man. And it's he's well known for it. Like I thought it would just be like a I mean, uh for me he's always Debo from Friday, yeah. but I mean for a lot of people he's Zeus first. That is top billing for him for a lot of people. Just because I'm older than you guys, he's Zeus to me first because that happened 6 years before Friday. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was watching in real time. 
But I would say Debo's is most. Yeah, out of the president and Fifth Element. And Fifth Element. He is a fuck what an imposing some bitch. Oh, Jesus yeah. Huge. Christ. And then one of my all time favorites, Tracy Smothers. That wild eyed southern about boy. Him recently. Nashville, uh, Italy. Right? Yep, yeah. from Nashville, Italy. <laughs> Somebody says something about getting fired up. Xavier, little known fact. The second ever Ring of Honor world champion. Who's first? Low key. Xavier wins it, loses to Samoa Joe, who goes on to have an almost two-year reign. I don't know anything about Xavier, i got to be honest. That's the, that's, the, that's the weird thing, is he was one of those guys that, with low-key... Like in and, that punk yeah, Joe group? punk Joe uh, Cabana, Homicide, low-key, Xavier. He was that Northeast indie who came up at that time that was going to have a future, you know? And he just kind of faded out after... The Ring mm-hmm. of Honor thing. It's kind of weird. He was he did some training. He trained a lot of people. Yeah. And that's the last one because I'm not familiar with the Z-Bar. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I tried to find everybody I could find. There, there, it was somehow related there, to the wrestling business. There was a lot. I will uh, not forget uh, Chadwick Boseman as well. Oh, of course. Um, I, don't, I don't know, Boo, if you watched it yet, but I saw Corey, you retreated it. Uh Find oh, Kingston. the Eddie Kingston's speech after the show. Like, he's doing a full locker room. Yeah, I've seen it. I love that guy. I love Eddie Kingston. Just, he's real. Which is, explains why he never made it to WWE. He is real. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, fuck. Yeah. I would, after listening to that, I would have ran through my wall for yeah. him if he told me to. Like, you know, I, I would have done it. Like, fucking yeah. Uh... 2020 can go eat a dick, yeah. dude. So seriously, that was a list, and no disrespect to anybody else I had. That was the bigger names people would know, but that list was fucking long, man. And like, that's it, a lot of people who gave their essentially everything to this business that we talk about every week. And thank and you, you know, to all those men and women who did. Thank you for saying that. That's a wonderful. That's a wonderful point. We, and myself especially, can tend to get really cranky sometimes when we talk about the shit that's being pumped out to us weekly. It's on in the background. But we we put a lot of time into this uh, activity of ours. Mm-hmm. And the Brody Lee thing, especially this past week, I was like, you know what? That's, I was motivated by that dynamite. I was like, you know, I, I want to be more positive about shit. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This fucking shit sucks. I'm positive that's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of other things to be positive about. Yeah. I loved night one of Wrestle Kingdom last yeah. night. It's a great show. I am completely into AEW because I believe in them. I do too. The way they've handled not only this, but other things. Notice they've always been completely honest and transparent with the COVID shit. Which is why the Bruce Mitchell thing is fucking stupid. Right. Right. If he had had COVID, they would have said he had COVID in October. Yeah. They don't lie about it. They don't hide it. They pull, they've pulled people from big-time matches. They've canceled world title yeah. matches because of this. They've been transparent about that. They just handle things. Whenever bad situations come at them, they address them to you, and then they figure out a way to work with it and make it better instead of ignoring it. Whatever other companies may do. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm, I'm, those two alone have me positive. I'm positive about shit. No. Uh, another celebrity, by the way, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jesus, I can go for a while on Eddie Van Halen. That's out of my wheelhouse, but... but. Yes, 2020 has been a giant shit show. We... I mean, of course, it's to be determined yeah. about... Uh, 2021. 2021. Well, funny, guys. Should I yes. remind you guys what you guys thought would happen yes. in 2020? We, Please tell we us. We made our New Year's resolutions for 2020 I cannot, pre-pandemic. I cannot wait to hear how I crushed it and Joe sucked I, I ass. I sucked ass hard. I'm going to say this now. I do know one, and I said WWE would be watchable. You can put that as a uh, X. That's, that's a loss. That's, that's a loss. That's okay. an L. Effort respect. So uh, I will say that Corey had a lot more than Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you tended to agree. Of course, yeah. I didn't write a second down. Yeah. So I would just kind of go by person. This was a... It's on a podcast. I don't remember which episode it was. It's a free-flowing discussion. So please feel free to go back and find it at nosoentertainment.com. It's in the archives. However, Corey, mm-hmm. you said uh, you had... <laughs> This is actually excellent. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, high hopes for Raw. <laughs> Trusting in Paul Heyman being in charge of creative. Want to recap how that went, Corey? That lasted three weeks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Remember? Uh, if, you, if you remember, I watched Raw weekly yeah, and found it enjoyable <laughs> until Paul Heyman was released from that, and it turned into the shit show that you see now. So I'll... Oh, for one come, that is half, a win, actually. That's a half point? Half. That's a half point. Half point. Give him a half point. It was good as long as he was running. We'll see if we uh, lose this half point, then. I you have no won't. hope for SmackDown. That was so good. Can I turn that into a full point? Since <laughs> Now, listen. Since the moment SmackDown became good, Paul Heyman was running uh, it. There it is. <laughs> and he flipped it. Oh, God. So it was, it was back-to-back. It was so funny. Okay. <clears throat> Corey said uh, it was going to be a good year for pro wrestling across the board. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I got a lot. It's longer. Uh, hold it's on. Not, I'm not done with Can it. Can I just, before you go further. Okay. We had no idea of knowing what was Correct. going to happen this so, year. So, yeah, so sorry. Uh, caveats, all of this, COVID happened. I yeah, said so. pre, we'd made, we made these pre-COVID. Yeah. So, uh, across the board, WWE main roster will rebound from their lull. That mm. didn't happen. Nah, nope. NXT continues to blow up. Uh, it, did blew for, up. it did for three months. Blew up it in the wrong blew way. blew up in a different way. <laughs> As does AEW. Hmm. MLW has a bigger year. Impact will be right where it is. <laughs> Ring of Honor, low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I got those last two right. Those last two are nailed. <laughs> AEW and New Japan will work together once feelings are smoothed over. And it looks like that slowly might happen sometime. So I'll take the L for the year. It's fair. It's a long con. Yes. WWE will be afraid to go with anyone as new champ. Nailed it. Oh, Drew. 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 Funny as hell. They were sort of forced into that, yeah. but they did go with somebody new. That's true. So that's an L. <laughs> But one you're glad to be wrong about, I would suspect. Yes. Yeah, you're happy about that. I just hope it was all for nothing and they pretend it didn't happen once fans are back. Uh, does Daniel Bryan leave, question mark? 
Mm, he did. <laughs> Signed again. He came. Uh, he came back, but yeah. he did leave. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle will be champion somewhere. Uh, does NXT tag champ count? I don't think so. No. Okay, well, that's we're talking L. about. That, that's an L then. That's kind of his fault, to be fair. It's an yeah. L. Uh, oh, this one is fantastic. Oh. Superstar shakeup will involve all three brands. Keith Lee to the main roster. It's kind so of a dud, it, wasn't it? It didn't involve all three brands, nope. but Keith Lee did go to the main roster. And it that's worked out so well. Yeah, that's an L. <laughs> I'm pulling Joe numbers tonight. Don't uh, worry. I think, I think if, you know. Velveteen Dream will be in the Royal Rumble. Oh, Jesus. You can just call me Noster Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Two more for Corey. Uh, you hope Ali gets an actual chance. He didn't. Well, so that was that one. Last one. 205 Live is the new Impact Wrestling. It will not die. That's true. Bingo. I, I nailed that one. I went out on a win. <laughs> I went out on a win. But Joseph. that's a bad record. Joseph. That's what, like 3-27? and 27? More or less. Yeah. Jobin. Yeah. I'm afraid. WWE will get the Impact Library. Not happening. Not yet. No. Jarrett is there, though, so yeah. just wait. SNL. Both AEW and WWE will get a big signing. AEW did. AEW did. I don't know that WWE did. They didn't. No? Hmm. No? L. They had half. signings, but not big half. ones. I'll get a half a point. I, I, I deserve a half, at Really, least. he can't just be microtone. He's going to be IRS. Yeah. God. All right. Uh, revival is gone. Hey! hey! There's one. Balor will be NXT champ. Hey! Two. Andrade will be awesome as a heavyweight champion. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's an L. That's an L. <laughs> that was, in, in all fairness, he would. <laughs> so, uh, how twenty twenty go, guys? <laughs> uh, great, just great. <laughs> we didn't see the world coming to an end. Uh, uh borrow a gimmick from the uh, war stories. Um, do we want to do our 2021 New Year's resolutions? Yes, we you know, write these down. Okay, we'll do this first. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this first. Let's do this first since we're talking about last year's. <sighs> I know. Let's give them something to talk about. I'm gonna go out on some limbs. I'm, I'm trying to think With of resolutions. Limbs. I think you have to go big or go yeah. home. I've got three. Go, free what are they? I got three free stuff. Okay. Do we go one at a time? Can we just do them all? What do we want to do here? Go one at a time so we don't steal our... Okay. Yeah. Go first. I'll go first? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what company? Let's start with AEW. Okay. Uh, number 10 will win at least the AEW TV title. Or TNT title. Okay. okay. Quite possibly the heavyweight title. Okay. They will debut their long-awaited, often-talked-about second television show Ooh. in 2021. Any names for that? Any predictions? No. At first, I thought Elevation, but I don't think it's going to no. be that. Um, Bang. Bang! <laughs> Hosted by DDP. I'm out. Half of it is DDP. Um, Ice, Tony Khan buys Impact. Wow. What bothers me is that there's an excellent chance that happens. So I will say that was on my list, so I will not say that one. I think Corey probably agrees. It's probably I, a unanimous there. It's 
It's likely. This one involves some shenanigans, but Cody will win the AEW title this year. I think, I mean, that's probably not a bad. He's um, Cody Rhodes now. Yeah, Cody Rhodes never said he would. Yep, that's right. Stardust yeah. never said he would. So I had three for AEW. Those are my three. Uh, what's another one for AEW? If you guys have any more for AEW you can think of. I got one. AEW and New Japan will work together. You son of a bitch. Ha <laughs> ha uh, Mine is not a good one, unfortunately. Yeah. At the end of the year, MJF will be roughly in the same position he's in now. Oof. I think working with Jericho is hurting him. Yeah, I think so. Badly. Um, Jericho used to have that golden touch. He does not have that anymore. No. It's a it's a it's a it's a detriment think, to anybody he works with now. That's it for me for eight. Yeah, that's it for that. All right, should we go to the E? Well, okay. let's do it. Um, I'll start. Okay, Roman will be champion all year. Yep. I thought about it. I've been thinking like, oh, he might lose it at Mania, but I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, this year. unfortunately, I have one, and it ain't good. Okay. They will not build anybody new at the top level. There won't be a Drew McIntyre this year. I don't think it's going to be Big E. I think it should have been. I don't think it's going to be. I think in large part, I think Roman being as awesome as he is, is going to hurt Big E because you can't elevate him. So I don't think you're going to see any new important main event players. That's sad. Uh... They will lose a big name on the level of Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. They will lose somebody big this year. That's that's a that's likely. Uh, I will say NXT. I'll say it this year. They're gonna big. They will get a big hire. They'll get somebody. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't know who. I don't know who, but they will get a big hire. All the big ones are in AEW. I will say NXT Willow. And between AEW, WWE, and Impact. I'm just taking my shot. Taking my shot. They have bled the indies dry of anybody worth a shit. Um, Because, like, even, like, the big ones on the indie scene, right? Like your AJ Gray's, Jonathan Gresham's, they're not to that level yet. Gresham's in Ring of Honor and has a lot of power. He ain't going just, anywhere. You know, they're not to the And level. Hammerstone and Fatu are under contract to MLW. Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. So Indies are looking rough. It's a bold call, so I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to do some bold ones here this year. As um, I will also say this. Wow. Get two, huh? I'll get two. Right, whatever. Fuck me, I guess. It, well, it's about, it's about NXT. You guys are not going to do anything about NXT. You got anything about NXT? No, because it's fucking. They were re- rebound. <laughs> From the I, hope you're, I hope you're right. They will rebound. I've got one for NXT. I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to save it for last, though. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to save, oh, save that last, for last. Last, last, last. Yeah. Okay. Anything uh, for the E yet, Corey? What you got? I think you're going to see the closest you'll get to a mass exodus from WWE this year. A lot of guys' contracts are up, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have declined to resign. Not because they plan on leaving for good, but because WWE has lowballed them. Yeah, it's a bargaining chip. Because uh, right now with the COVID, 
the contracts aren't as big as they were in 2019. And the mm-hmm. guys are like, no, I'd rather not resign. And then maybe if things improve, you come at me with more money. That's why, why LeBron signs one-year contracts. Right. That's you opt out and get bigger money. It's, yep. a, it's a genius decision. So, uh, so a lot of them have opted out. Mm-hmm. And we'll see throughout the year who they are and who, whether they go anywhere. But um, you're going to see the closest thing there can be to a mass exodus. Yeah. Uh, one more one more for me for the E. And it's bold, and it won't happen. That's good. You're not, you, you want to make your NXT one last. Right. I got other ones. Oh, okay. I apologize. Jesus. I apologize. Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. No, no, no. No, no. no I want to hear it because uh, your list last had me with like 27 and him with like three. Yeah. So I'm, as long as he's throwing them out. I'm throwing them out. Let's get him out here. Vince will finally give up his reign. I thought you were going to say Vince will finally die. No, I'm not. Love wrestling, everybody. I don't see. I mean, I, that's interesting. I, 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 I don't see I, him giving up. I don't see dies. him giving up. I don't see it, but that is my my bold That'll tie into two other ones that I have. All right. Dynamite will get a better rating than Raw. It's already close. It's already beating it in the demos. But I mean, just rating. rating. It'll beat it. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think that'll happen at least once this year. Uh, We have my other two real quick. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch. Go ahead! There will be a drastic shift in creative. Bruce Pritchard will be fired. These ratings will not be tolerated. One can only hope. Triple H will be fired as head of NXT. Could happen. Wow. It wow. Could, could happen. He will be fired as head of NXT. Oh, I'm intrigued. I kind of want to see these things happen just to see what will happen. It may not be. Now it may be, full disclosure, it may be a uh, like he's replaced to take over creative on the main roster. But he will not be in charge of NXT. But he's going to have to let go of his baby. Correct. Hmm. I think Vince will be like, you want this company? Give up NXT. Adam Cole is not going anywhere. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the uh, cat is uh, running wild, dude. Adam Cole's not going anywhere because they're not stupid. Yeah. But he's a much better fit in AW. So much better. He belongs there, to be honest. Do you think he has the balls? Because I don't think it's so much with Triple H in his corner, he's gonna have a fuck ton of power and a lot of money. Um, I mean, they're gonna—he's gonna be second to money only behind Roman. That's the question. Is because I don't know that AEW can pay him more. Because in terms of attitude and moral everything, he belongs there. And um, but (laughs) (laughs) if they lowball his ass when his contract comes dear, idiot, then. They deserve to lose him. And the board <laughs> should fire Vince. Yeah. And Joe just, get his prediction. Just put it that way. Pop, pop. <laughs> right there. Magnitude 11. Yeah. Magnitude. All right. <laughs> uh, Jesus. I'm going to die. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> I have another one. Go but ahead. I don't think you'll like it. Okay. Due to the selfishness. Go on. The stubbornness and the bullheadedness of mostly North Americans, but people throughout the world. We are going to see a closed wrestling world, much like all of 2020. You're not going to see arenas with a lot of people. 
You're not gonna. You might see the Thunderdome all fucking year. You may see Indies go uh, another year without running. You might see New Japan have to do empty arenas again, or I just, I don't think as people we've proven we can turn the corner and get past this thing fast enough, even with vaccines. That um, the world, specifically North America, but the world has just decided they're fine living with it because it infringes too much on my quote-unquote freedoms mm-hmm. to get rid of it like we should have yep. for two weeks. Yep. We can't. I'm not giving up my haircuts and blah, 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 blah for two weeks. Let the old people die. So that's my, that's my guess, is you're going to see this for another year. I agree with you to a point. Uh, I think weekly you will see this. Uh, I bet you WrestleMania has 20,000 fans in a stadium somewhere. Oh, I have, I have no doubt that. Uh, if not in Florida, they will put it in that stadium in Texas that's allowing fans. It's disgusting, but I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I was going to say fans will be back, but I don't see it happening anytime soon either. Uh, I, I'd love to go to a POW show. Yeah. Uh, or a Defy show. Mostly Defy. Right. GCW. Any, really. Um, do you see what March Madness is doing this year? Do you see that story? No. Hmm. They're holding the entire tournament in the city of Indianapolis. Yep. And they're going to have a bunch of just like outdoor court, not outdoor, but like open courts. <laughs> so it's all going to be in a bubble, essentially. Worries me that it's Indianapolis where there was a huge problem. But uh, yeah, don't worry about that. You know, not another guy. Interesting but idea, though. The NBA proved that a bubble works. It it does work. <laughs> but they've also proven it's not feasible. It is feasible if you don't want to worry about the arena income. Uh, but but they do. Uh, I have uh, one more. Yeah. And it's New Japan. Cool. Will Ricky Ospreay. comes back. No. Will <laughs> Ospreay will be your heavyweight champion. That match last night. We need more of that in America. What I watched last night, like he needed it. Osprey's fucking ridiculously great, right? (laughs) But Okada, as the number one guy in the company, even if he doesn't have the belt, that's still the guy, went out of his way to make sure that motherfucker was a player moving forward. We need some of that in this company. These are two up-and-comers right here. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Orton will give the rub to Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Fuck. Any more? Maybe John Cena would give the rub to somebody before he leaves for good. Oh, no, he didn't? Okay, cool. A little bitter about that one. He didn't even put over Roman clean before he left. Can't see him. Yeah. Any more for you guys? Not like I think of right now. Okay. So we're going to steal a little gimmick of ours uh, from the Monday Night War Stories, the Midweek War Stories, the Pay-Per-View War Stories. We're going to do an award show. That's right. A.K.A. we're going to talk about our... Favorite match of the year, worst match of the year. Who was our MVP of the year, and who was our Moadip? And what the f- and our what the I fuck? Think the match there is probably unanimous. I would suspect. I think it is. I think it so, is. So let's start it off, shall we? Let's go to the award show and let's start it off with best match of the year. I'll go first. Okay. okay. Walter and Iliad. Right? I mean, there it is. There <laughs> it is. There I it figured is. it would be unanimous. Oh, yeah. Which somehow was only number eight on WWE's list. Of course, uh, of it, was. course it was. What did they say it was? 
Oh, it was the Boneyard match. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Number eight. Fuck stupid. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah, it's easily. And what's crazy is that is a year with that tag match from Revolution. Right. Which, which for thought, months yeah. was match of the year. On February 29th, after that match like, ended, I was that like, shit well, down. that's match of the year. You're Nothing not can beat that. that. And then Walter was like, hold my beer. Hold these hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dragunov I, got these hands. While I cave your chest in. So yeah. that was eight, right? Yep. yep. You want to know what was ahead of it? Please do. Please. Okay. Well, no, but... So eight was fuck. that. Uh, oh, jeez. It's going off because I hit a button. Uh, we're going to go... <laughs> That's what you said. Clash of the Champions. Clash ambulance of match. Champions. Jesus. Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre. That's ahead of that? And Randy Orton at seven. Number six, SmackDown. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. It goes about an hour. That was a fabulous yeah. match. But not better than Ilya. Number Walter. five, Clash of Champions, Intercontinental Championship ladder match. Zane and Hardy and AJ. Hardy and AJ. Again, deserves to be on the list. Not higher than that. Not higher than that. Number four, Survivor Series, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Nope. No, nope. Number three, WWE Backlash, the greatest wrestling match ever Edge versus Randy Orton. <laughs> They're, just, they're trolling, but no, this is a troll job. They're trolling, fuckers. I got it now. I, I'm picking it up. Number two, Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Nope. Hell in a Cell match nope. for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Good and man. Damn good match. Number one, the Nowhere Boneyard near. match, WrestleMania. No, nothing touches Walter and Ilya. Nope. They're high. Nope. Guys, come on. Listen. The greatest wrestling match of all time ever. Well, I mean, it's, it's number three. I was saying it's, like number, it's three. number three, so it literally can't be because it's number three on your own list. Hell, it could be number two. Ah, and then you, job. It could be number two. I mean, and then the fact that is a boneyard match is a cinematic match. Let's be honest. We're lucky Walter versus Ilya made their list. To be honest, that is true. Uh, yeah, I figured that would be unanimous. I thought it would be. You know, oh, yeah, it's right there. Not man. a doubt. Not a doubt in my mind. Harder, uh, harder to ask this one, but worst match of the year? Uh, no, the, whatever the last Bray White cinematic one was, I don't remember. Bray with, uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Bray, Bray and, and, uh, and Strowman. That one. Swamp match. That's the worst match of the year. For me. I, wanna, I want to say yes, but there was one thing I thought was worse. The month before, they had that weird-ass fucking tag match between Street Profits and War Machine. Oh. Where there were ninjas, yes. yep, and a, yep. I'm the tail of an alligator yeah. inside the dumpster, <laughs> like oh, man, that thing was so bad that it even outdoes Wyatt and Braun. You may not be wrong about no, that. No, no, no. That is it. That is it. <laughs> yes, that cinematic match. Yep. By the way, I have a New Year's resolution. By no the way. more cinematic matches. No, no, no. WrestleMania will be two nights going for forward. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I was going to put that. No, uh, my worst three nights. Oh shit. No, worst, uh, worst match that, for me was the uh, Street Profits and uh, oh, I that thing about was that. so yeah. embarrassing. So embarrassing. You know what's crazy about that is that discussion. The more I think about the Cena White one, I actually like it more. And I was by myself by liking it when we watched it initially. Yeah. I think I like it more now. Especially compared to the other yeah. shit Com- show Compared they to gave the other us. ones, it's, it's, it's improved. It, it peaked. It, it was a, a fascinating idea. They you took know, a chance. Chances don't work all the time. It's to, fine, but they took a chance. To quote Ole Anderson 
to Jim Cornette when Jim Cornette said, Oli, are you starting to like me all of a sudden? He's like, no, you're still a dumb shit, but there are so many new dumb shits that are dumber than you that you've, ju- you've jumped up the list. <laughs> That's how I feel about Cena That's and Bray. Cena. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, guys, who who's your MVP of 2020 in this? I have one. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. That's a good, that's a good pick. Uh, I thought about this on the way home last week. Uh, but I thought I'd bring up the award show thing. Uh, I don't know that anybody had a better year than Drew McIntyre. I can't say you're wrong. That is an excellent pick, although not the one I'm going with. Bray Wyatt. Got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of like yours, uh, mine's John Moxley. Hmm. I think he, he carried the, the belt and the status of being the man through very unsettling times in the world in that company as well. And, um, but what he did to me was more impressive than what Drew did by no fault of Drew's. Drew worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. Drew did everything asked of him. And he, as far as I'm concerned, Drew hit a home run. But Mox was the leader of a new wrestling promotion going through COVID and taking on guys in main events on pay-per-views that were unproven as main event guys instead of your Randy Orton's and your AJ's and your Seth Rollins. He was taking on Brody Lee. He was taking on Lance Archer. He was taking on MJF. He was taking on Eddie Kingston. And I thought he did a fantastic job being the anchor with which you could give guys like that a chance because it was Moxley. Star power. I think he did a really damn good job. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I almost went with Drew, but I'm going to go with Moxley on that one. Joe? I like both your picks. I, I really do. Huh? I know where you're going. Bray Wyatt. Yes, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no, I, I like both your picks. But for me, for the, for the time being, it's the big dog. It's Roman Reigns. Think, oh. th- just think about the facts that when he came back... Mm-hmm. He absolutely saved SmackDown. He saved SmackDown, and he has not saved WWE as a whole, as a whole. But he has, you know, brought some some viewers. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, oh. We're playing tug of war with uh, Jeff Hardy's earlobes on TV oh. right now. Oh. But Roman is I'm a still breathe that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, uh, Roman has though totally took his character and fucking hit a home run. Oh, he's killed! Grand it. slam out of yep. this one. He's killed. The head of the table. the The storytelling he's doing is <coughs> more real than what the product is giving us. The only reason I did not consider Roman. And I feel like I'm going to have the same reason you did. It wasn't long enough. It was yep. only yeah. It was only the last four months. Yeah. That's exactly. I agree with if everything you said. Six months. Yeah. Probably even even just six months, I'd have gone. But because it was just four months, I, and I so, couldn't downplay what Mox and Drew had done. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to downplay them. Yeah. I would say this. When Mox, when Mox was doing it and McIntyre, isn't that the COVID era that... Before COVID, we would get together every Wednesday and watch both shows, NXT yep. and Dynamite. Mm-hmm. COVID hit, and that stopped. It sucks. And it sucks. But yep. a lot of viewerships, though, to watching the shows weekly, 
started to die down for everybody and some of us. AEW never died down. They stayed more or less they consistent. They stayed and actually yeah. gained. Yeah, but to watch it for, for me personally, yeah. watching weekly, mm-hmm. it became more of like, okay, I'm going to try to. Uh, I didn't watch it. I'll just read what happened. Yeah. And that, that was the main show. But with Roman... When you, you know when you know he's on, you're gonna watch, you watch it. And I didn't get that with Drew. I got that with Drew for a little bit, but until then they put him with Randy. That killed it, <laughs> which is weird because I was Randy and was Randy the was, thing Randy going. was the hottest thing going. Randy could have been MVP, and he was saying I was saying that for a while. And then boom. Then he they paired him with Drew, and then all of a sudden the fire burned. Out. Do you realize um, this year Ivory? I found out. That I have a streak I didn't know about, one that I didn't plan on having. It wasn't on purpose, but it was. I think it was like September or so you when I realized Brock Lesnar pretty soon. No, okay. I realized because <laughs> um, I've I've seen every single match AEW's put to tape. Wow! Since they started, I've not I, to this day to now January. Of, it's nothing I planned on doing. I just happened to watch Dark. I happened to watch Dynamite every week. I watched the. Uh, between the elite that had exclusive matches, I saw the one from China. So I was thinking, I was like, and now it's like, that's kind of cool. I don't want to stop that. Right. So I'm still going yep. and I'm enjoying it. So it's not like it's it. difficult. And that's kind of a cool, like, I've never been in a position with a company that starts where I could fucking actually do that. Yeah. I, I, so we got together every week. I tried so hard to watch AEW. Every week, as much as I can. Zan watches Dark more than she does AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start over again because of watching the tribute show. That that like you said earlier, Corey. That like got you going. Like, all right, I'm gonna. Yep. So start start not to watch AEW as much. Follow it on Twitter. Try to tune in as much. Same goes when Drew was it, but once he hit with Randy, boom, couldn't watch Raw. Drew, Roman comes back. You have to watch SmackDown the first episode that he's back, oh, and you're course. like, "Why? What? What? What?" And he's that he's a cocky son of a bitch. Then he then you pair him with Heyman, Heyman, and he's your, he, he's uh, your consultant. He's not your advisor like Brock. He is the Brock. He's just a consultant. He doesn't do anything on his own. He has to go through Roman. Mm-hmm. And I know it's only been four months. They better not stop. Anything but I. Is to me for why Roman's my MVP so far is he has that attraction of he's must watch. You must need you need to know what he's going to do next. His matches are must watch. The Hell in Cell match that he had with Jay was great. Didn't need to be a Hell in Cell match, but it was good. Yeah. The storytelling, the matches with Kevin Owens, great storytelling. They just fucking threw him off. Three levels at the Thunderdome on this past Raw, uh, SmackDown. But for me, that is why Roman's my MVP is because of the fact that you need to, you want to tune in to find out what he's going to do next or say next. Not a bad pick at all. Not a bad pick but at all. I'm not degrading anything. But you're wrong. I know. So guys, <laughs> we just went on about who is your uh, MVP. Who is your Moadib? Can I go first? Yes, sure. please do. Thank you. Vince McMahon. Same. Yep. You yep. are my motive. Pretty clear. You know what? And you know who, uh, like, my, maybe, he, he's in my top ten for MVPs of this year? 
Tony Khan. And I'll get to that mixing in with Vince here. COVID hits. Every company in the world is laying people off, furloughing, having to let people go. What does AEW do? None of that. What does Vince do day one? We're going to get rid of 30 wrestlers. Sorry, guys. Catering was too full for you guys. Yeah. We're going to get rid of you. We're done. And then it was becoming, hey, let's start buying. Let's start getting every contract to screw over AEW. And then that backfired because of COVID. So you just hired everybody? Let's fire everybody. Hey, we're going to fire uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellas. But hey, we did good with his rehab, right? And they come out. They did jack shit for that. Yep. Uh, reports coming out today. Vince goes, do people really want to watch women wrestling over men? Yep, that was a thing. <laughs> and it's just like, and as I said last um, for last year's news, uh, my New Year's resolution, WWE will be watchable. And guess what? The only thing watchable is Roman Reigns. Yeah. Single-handedly carrying a company. You, as you, if you guys, and go, go listen to the Monday Night War stories. You have two companies averaging almost 10 million a combined a week. 10 million. Raw is getting 1.9. Not even 2 million. And that is how WCW got fired. T- t- together weekly now, SmackDown and, and Raw together don't do what Raw did by itself back then in any of you have that. You have you have three shows. You have NXT that you don't give a fuck about, which you should. You have Smack. You should give a fuck about every show. But mm-hmm. hey, yeah. guys, guys, WWE. Most fans ever right now. Bullshit. Most fans. When you're, when you have a streaming site service that people you only have to pay ten bucks a month, and people are backing out of it because there's. Nothing good. You, you you push old talent to do new. You have the Royal Rumble coming up. It's Drew McIntyre. All right, who who's the fresh up and cover coming? To, he's going to face Goldberg. That's all you need to know right now. That's right there. You your your ratings are struggling. So what do you do? You bring the legends back. And guess what? The main event is Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. What do the legends do? They pull up chairs on the ramp and watch the show. During the main event, you have 15 legends, and they watch the match on the stage. Because those are the ones that count to Vince. Yes, Tatanka. <laughs> but Vince, you are my mode because of the fact that you're making shows that we have to watch every week or attempt to watch every week. Unwatchable. Yeah, I think you, it's... You furloughed people because you didn't have to. You, didn't have to. you, you didn't had... Have to. 20-something, 10-million-something, locked away. If, he, if they wouldn't have released anybody this year, they still would have had the most record-breaking profitable year in their company history. But, hey, you got rid of 30 people. Um, During a time where they couldn't seek new employment, by the way. He's, he's mine uh, for all those reasons, but mainly for just the way you handled COVID. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care what you think vince sickness is real truly Trumpian. disease is real uh that cheeto fuck who's out of office in uh like 14 days uh is fucking wrong it's a real goddamn virus um people 
We're going to cross 400,000 people in this country dying. Not being sick, dying. That's one, and it's now less than that now, but it, right now it's one in every thousands of Americans have died from this virus. This is fucking real. And when you refuse to accept it, you don't test your fucking people who make you all this fucking money. You don't give a shit about their livelihood. Uh, this is why people who are good people like John Huber fucking leave. Mm-hmm. Because you treat them like dog shit and you don't give a fuck. One of the best things I ever heard somebody say is uh, something to the effect of uh, you want people to be at your funeral because they want to be there. Good luck with the four fucking people who are going to be at yours, you rotten piece of shit. Fuck you. I wanted to give that a moment. Because it deserved it. It deserved its own moment. God, I love that. Man, I love that. I love that. He's built his own fucking grave. Trip yeah. into it. I, I, it's hard to expound because you nailed it. But this past, I mean, this generation behind me, the millennial generation, I'm not going to shit on them. That's not, what I, that's not what I do. I'm not a boomer. But that, that generation has, from what I've seen so far, and sure, it's not everybody, but it's for a majority, um, much more of a moral compass than certainly my generation and the boomers and even the greatest generation. You can go back further, mm-hmm. probably. And they, they're deciding that they're just not going to give time, money, or any kind of effort to things that don't match their moral compass, which I think is fantastic. I do. I can't relate to it because I'm very much from a generation that's jaded and just <laughs> thinks everybody is full of shit anyway, and if I took my money and business away from um, people and practices that were no good, I literally wouldn't have anything to do, which I I truly believe. But I I respect the fact that they're like, you know, so there are companies and business chains and that we've seen that are going kind of the way of the dodo bird because that generation, which has a lot of um, influence and spending power now that they're of age and doing well, aren't fancying those places. And I think you're seeing with the WWE. They're trying everything they can to make people believe they have the most fans. But the ratings speak for themselves. Nobody's watching this shit anymore. They're touting whenever SmackDown gets above 2 million. It's a joke. Nitro was canceled because it was getting threes. Sunday Night Heat just got 3 million viewers for Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. Fuck out of here with your SmackDown. You're, you're ne- on the Fox, bro. The network is hemorrhaging money because you've made your pay-per-views so shitty that even the th- thought of spending $9.99 for most people, like, say, good old JR, it's not worth it. It's like, yeah, fuck you. It's a waste of 10 bucks. Yeah. I find great value in it because I love the, the back catalog. But they've quit adding shit to that because... 
they're pissed off that it's not the younger people buying the new stuff. They want the pay-per-views and the documentaries. That's what they want to sell. But everybody who gets it likes the catalog. It's the old shit. They like having the old shit so no one else can have it, but they don't like the fact that you like that, and that's what you want to watch. But, by the way, the Attitude Era is the greatest thing that ever happened, and you should watch that. Yep. As we just talked earlier in the show, AEW pu- putting photos of Lee's friends from the other company while... And I think that's why I've been so much quicker to jump on the AEW side than, say, you. One... I almost do it out of spite now to this fucking company. I don't do it out of spite, but I do it as I'm... And the reason I brought up the, the millennials is I'm beginning to see their viewpoint on some things. And as scummy and heartless and disgusting as Vince is showing to be almost weekly at this point, I'm having a harder and harder time justifying giving any money or time to anything that's ran by him. And a lot of the reason I even pay attention still to this is one, because it's been 30 fucking years. Yep. I still love the business of it. And there's a lot of guys in that company that I respect and love to watch. But the patience is weren't thin even on that part. If I wasn't doing the Monday Night War stories, I wouldn't still have the network. I would have canceled it a long time ago. Yeah, that's That what, is the only reason I still have it. We, we, one of our former hosts. Yeah. Rick, he doesn't have it. Yeah. He, he, he's. Well, two of our former hosts. Oh, yeah. Have. Jeff doesn't. <laughs> really? Because, yeah. So, yeah, we have two former hosts that don't have it. But you have Rick, who's like, I need something to pull me back in. Oh, that's another. I have another resolution for this year. Good old JR quits watching wrestling, period, on any level in any way. He's close enough for you. That's pretty safe to call him. He's, yeah. (laughs) Should we go to the big board with John? Cut to him. He's in front row in GCW. Screw me wrong. No, no, no. No, that's not him at all. That is not him. Or is it, Joe? No. Joe, it wasn't you, motherfucker. Oh, no. Oh, there's a difference for the two There's a difference now. Yeah. Ricky, if you're listening to this, get into GCW. No, he won't. Prove Joe wrong. No, he can't. Here's the thing. Good old JR, he can watch a fucking leg break on like a uh, football, game. football game. But when someone pulls out a, starts to gadge someone's forehead, nope, he's out. Gone. So, phenomenal modems. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon across the board. Uh, WTF. Uh, this probably just 2020. This entire fucking 2020, year. 2020, man. 2020. 2020, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? Fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck on. Be gone. Started in January with uh, Royal Rumble when they announced Kobe uh, passing Dad. the day of the Royal Rumble. I wonder if they edited that out on the network. I, I doubt it. Knowing them, they probably did. Didn't happen in the WWE bubble, so... I can't decide if the world went to shit when Liger retired or when Kobe died. Or was it a combination of What happened both? first? Liger retired. Well, that's why Kobe died. There you go. So we have it. Liger retiring caused the world to implode. Damn. Who knew? God, I'm just seeing this shit in the background. Reminded me of fucking Zelina Vega and that yeah. goddamn horse shit. Yeah. Which? Twitch. Fuck you, Vince. There are so many. To me, they started to build up. It was the response. It was the the neglect of anybody young to make a difference. Then Then it was actual important shit like denying COVID, denying your, or firing people for no reason 
just because you wanted to be a dick. Stopping them from earning anything on the side when you weren't giving them money for house shows. And then it's just, it's just one after the other after the other. It's just getting to be too much. And I look at the other side. AEW is not perfect. No. They've had mistakes and flubs. They've done bad uh, moves, but they've been upfront and honest about COVID and how it's handled. They treat their employees with better. Not only did they not fire anybody, they hired a bunch of people during COVID. Yep. And then the way they've handled this shit, it's like that stuff's beginning to make more of a difference to me. How can I justify the one for being pure evil, to be fair? And then the other one, who may not be perfect, and his dad's made some questionable, well, you know, you know, but he seems to be there a, for a reason. But he seems to be a good kid, and he's trying, and he's handling things well so far. And it's like I feel like I should reward that one with my business and time. Plus, it is giving me a product I like. Not everything lands, but I don't expect it to. Nothing has ever landed completely on a wrestling show. Yeah, there's always stuff. It's you like don't a comedy like. set. Not yeah. every joke's funny. I didn't really like the debonair musical shit with Jericho and MJF, but whatever. It got the mainstream press in the New York Times, so obviously enough people enjoyed it. I didn't. Nothing's ever going to land completely. What sucks about this whole conversation, right? Uh, you talked about it. You've watched this for 30 years. I watched it for 25. I was the biggest fan. And this is just killing any fan I've had yeah. for it's... this company. It sucks. I, uh, I fucking hate and don't watch the weekly shows because yeah. they suck. I don't blame I, uh I enjoy watching... The pay-per-views with you guys. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching us the indie shows we watch. I enjoy going to live events. Weekly television can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. I uh, actively cut shit out of my life that I don't like, that I get no enjoyment out of. It's an easy cut for me. It's fucking easy. Yeah. Um, it's... So our big WTF... Is fuck you, twenty twenty. Mm. Fuck you all the way off. Yeah. So, I think we should uh, wrap up this show because you know, fuck twenty twenty. On to twenty twenty one. You know, let's hope for a, a better year. Um. Hopefully, we. Can, <laughs> the smart in me wants to say it can't get any can't, worse, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. But it can't. But you don't say that so, out loud because knock on that wood. So, uh, yeah, look at the hay now. Whoa. So, sorry, that was that underneath put, the that table. Away, Corey. <laughs> that was underneath the table. <laughs> well, 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 well. You can find all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, or or or, or all of our social media sites. Uh, if you, sorry, if you, if you couldn't listen to us live tonight, but if, uh, if you want, go to nocellentertainment.com. And also you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rest in peace, Brody Lee.